Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Evan and Tiki on the fan. The second day of a brand new year, 2024. Happy New Year to everybody. We will not say that again after today because mm-hmm. we don't say Happy New Year anymore. It's over. It's a new year. It's here. Whatever. It's an even year. Hopefully it doesn't suck. There was an earthquake in Queens this morning, which seems like a bad sign. Was there really? Yeah, there was a lot of shaking on Roosevelt Island. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the first thought was a terrorist attack. It's literally the first thought a lot of people had. And then it came out that we were hit with a 1.9 earthquake in Astoria, Queens, which was obviously felt on Roosevelt Island, which basically is Astoria. I mean, geographically, Roosevelt Island, if I'm not mistaken, is considered Manhattan. Mm-hmm. That is some BS geography. Right. That's like Staten Island being, con- being considered a part of New York City. It's not. Staten Island's New Jersey. Uh, what, are we, what are we doing? You got to go over a bridge. It's claimed by New York. It's, it's New you got to go over a bridge to get there from New York, too. You, you, but you got to get over a bridge to get there from Jersey. <laughs> How about we just, this is the part of nobody? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an independent place, which I'm sure they it's, wouldn't mind. It's where the New York City Marathon starts. That's, That's why I'm often there. Oh, God. Well, good for you. <laughs> but over the weekend, there was a shocking, shocking sports story. And there's something kind of cool about the shocking sports trade. Like, when Juan Soto was traded to the New York Yankees, there was this sign from Yankee fans of excitement, mm-hmm. but there was also a sign of, all right, we got it done. Sometimes the best trades are the ones that come out of nowhere. And late Saturday morning, early Saturday afternoon, news broke that the New York Knicks were trading R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and we later found out a second-round pick, that's essentially a first-round pick, <laughs> to the Toronto Raptors for mainly O.G. Ananobi, Precious Achua as well. Right. And uh, Malachi Flynn. And what I thought was fascinating was I had an emergency meeting. As soon as the trade went down, emergency meeting amongst the committee. The committee of Nick haters. The coalition, <laughs> as we call ourselves. Why, why, why do you go to them? Why don't you well, go to the Nick lovers well, and see what they thought? We got to them. So okay. the coalition had an emergency meeting as soon as the trade went down with fear. That was the, the common theme was, holy crap. This is not good. And so they came to me as their fearless leader and said, are you worried? This makes the Knicks better. And I said, listen, before we go public, before we communicate with Knicks fans, before we tweet, before we text them, before we call up a radio station, I want to be honest with you guys. The Knicks got better. And there was a silence in our meeting. Let's go, Knicks. A silence. A fear. And I said, okay, let's keep that to ourselves. Knicks got better. Let's see how everyone reacts. And then, you know, either we'll calm them all down because we're good people. Right. Or I don't know what we're going to do if they're excited because we don't want to, like, say, yeah, you should be excited. We don't want to do that. So I go on social media. I try to avoid social media on my vacation. Mm -hmm. And I see fire in the sky, burning mountains. Leon Rose is a schmuck. (laughs) How could you trade Emmanuel quickly? Who the hell is OG Ananobi, first of all? If you didn't know him, you don't watch basketball, shut your mouth. Right. And by the way, you weren't going to sign quick because he wanted too much money. And you can sign OG because he's 26 and he's worth it. You're right. (laughs) But in the moment, these people didn't realize that. Mm. So I loved it. I loved every moment of it. I'm seeing hellfire and brimstone amongst Knicks fans. They are panicking. How do you give up on RJ Barrett? (laughs) We drafted him number three. The the pick to the Pistons. It's like a first-round pick. We're not going to get Donovan Mitchell. We're not.
not going to get Deontay Murray. When Luca asks for a trade, we're bleeped. Panic City. And I'm like, these bastards are so wrong. The New York Knicks made a very quiet, good trade. Because what I said to my brethren mm-hmm. is I said, let's play this game. Very simple game. Let's let's simplistic this for Nick fans. This was the Nick hating brethren you're Correct. talking to now. Correct. Because the Nick fan kind of dumb sometimes. Mm. So we have to we have to dumb things down for Luga, you should take that personally. I do. And yeah. Evan's being a schmuck right now. Right. Hold on. No, you're being condescending. So I, I dumb things down to my fellow uh, non-Nick fans. They're not only Net fans, by mm-hmm. the way. There's Ranger fans who are jealous of the Nick attention. Okay. We're a very diverse group. And I say, look, R.J. Barrett. Nice player, but we already know what he is. We figured it out. Mm-hmm. He's five years in this league. We know what kind of basketball player RJ is. Right. Not taking those, those incre- those. No, he is taking incremental steps. He's not taking those exponential steps. I don't even think he's taking incremental steps anymore. Maybe. I think he is Maybe. maxed out at who he is. Maybe. Don't tell me his age anymore. Number two, Emmanuel quickly. Here's the problem with Emmanuel quickly. His ceiling here has been hit. Now, that doesn't mean he can't go somewhere else and be a real good player and be Lou Williams Mm 2.0. But right now, here, with the way Tom Thibodeau plays him, with his and Jalen Brunson in the backcourt at the same time and the size issues, and really the way they use him, he's hit a ceiling. Right. They wanted him as a sixth man. He was never going to be more than that. I think, similarly to Jalen, not to the same extent, you give him more of a role in Toronto or somewhere else. I think Emmanuel Cookley has a chance to be very, very good. Yeah, but so that it comes doesn't... back to bite you in a way. But, but that's that's neither here nor there. No, because he's maxed out here. I agreed. So, but if he comes back to bite you now that he's a Toronto Raptor, because you play him what ten times a year, right? You, you deal with it, right? Yeah, because yes. you also got better. Yeah. It makes them better, maybe. Correct, maybe. Yes, but you also got better. Well, well, Sometimes there are trades in which both teams get better. I think the Toronto Raptors made a very smart trade. I think the New York Knicks made a very smart trade. I know that's not what we're normally supposed to say. This team got fleeced. This team's a moron. No. In fact, think about it this way. For the Knicks and the Raptors to make a trade with each other while they're being sued (laughs) means it's a win-win. So I looked at it as... Yeah, you gave up two guys you didn't want to give up. You drafted them. You watched them develop. But you've seen the ceiling of IQ here. You've seen the ceiling of RJ anywhere. And you got back OG Ananobi, who if I needed to pick, besides a superstar, like Mm -hmm. you just told me, pick something the Knicks need. I'd say, hmm, how about a wing player who could defend at a high level, who could hit the corner three? How about that guy? That guy is OG Ananobi. The best player in this trade is OG Ananobi. The New York Knicks made a really good trade. The problem was all the moron Knicks fans on Saturday thought they made a dumb trade. Well, that was just that was an emotional reaction. Is that what it was? It was an emotional reaction to losing IQ. Now, I, mean, I don't know if they necessarily cared that much about R.J. Barrett because I think if you've watched them enough, everybody says it's his age. Oh, he's only 26 years old. It's, it's still young. He's still, the, but it's been league for five years. Right. Right. So at some point, you are who you are. Uh, so it wasn't the R.J. Barrett. I think it was the IQ thing. I agree with you. Because IQ seems so tantalizing. Well, also, I think there's been frustration at Thibodeau and the way he's handled IQ over the last few weeks and but, months and years. Yeah, but I think what's clear now is Tom Thibodeau is not going anywhere, right? He's not going to get fired as the head coach of the New York Knicks. Right. And so if he's going to be here, you might as well give him a team that he wants. What? And you right? actually have pieces now that fit better. You lost a little bit of your depth, but now you're going to rely on Deuce McBride, who they extended mm-hmm. to step up, Quentin Grimes to step up. But at the top level of this team, you got better. This was a good trade. And so on Saturday, while I was secretly telling my fellow Net fans, hey, the Knicks got better, and I'm watching Nick fans cry and burn their city down, I was feeling pretty good until I turned the radio on at 4 o'clock. Why? Because I saw who was coming on. And I said, Joe didn't really know who OG Ananobi was. He admitted it. I got to hear what a real Nick fan says. And that Tommy. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Lou Gower came on And when he came on the air, he ruined my Saturday. Oh, did I now? Because instead of crying and bitching and moaning like every crybaby Nick fan. You're the voice of the Knicks, Tommy. Tommy Lou Gower came on the air with sensible points. <laughs> and he was rational. First time ever. <laughs> and I said to my committee, I said to the, the grouping, I said to all of them, I said, uh-oh, the tide's going to turn. Because Lugie's a smart guy, and then here's what's going to happen. They're going to play a basketball game on Monday against the best team in the Western Conference. And OG Ananobi's going to give you a little taste. Mm-hmm. Give you a little taste. He's going to give you a little taste. He's going to he's going to defend Ant-Man. He's going to play well. He's going to defend Mike Conley. He's going to do well. He's going to even defend Carl Anthony Towns a little bit. He's going to do well. And you guys are going to just suck it up. And you're going to say, oh, I get it now. I get it. And by the time we sit here on Tuesday, all the Knicks fans that were burning the city down, that wanted Leon Rose fired, that were crying over the departure of IQ and RJ, now you were buying your OG Ananobi jerseys. And I didn't even get to enjoy your freak out. So Lou Gower plus the Knicks playing on Monday. I'm pissed about this trade now. Once again, once again, we have the subtle troll of Evan Roberts. The subtle troll of Evan Roberts, we've been hearing it for the last three months, whether it's with the Giant, to the Giant fan, (laughs) to the Yankee fan, you're always doing it. That whole story, that six-minute story that he just told was all about how the Nick fan was irresponsibly emotional Yeah, because of a trade that actually benefited them and you wanted to troll them. You wanted to troll them. And I can't. I can't. And now you can't because of Tommy Lugar. And the rest the of you people. Of the people. And the rest of you people who've come around. I'll admit it. You got me. You made a good trade. Good you job, didn't trade people. any of your first good round job, picks, even though most of your first round picks are right, so, You know, you're being so condescending. You made a smart trade that makes you fit better and makes you better. So you know what? To my fellow Nick brethren, because Evan's being a, being a jerk, yeah, I understand being emotional on Saturday because it's two home run guys, you trade them, so I get being upset. And I think Nick fans, and we've built our way where if we don't get a superstar player, we automatically go, oh my God, what a bad trade. Yeah, but you held on to a first round pick. Bingo. you. Right, and they traded for defense. They traded offense for defense. They got the best player. They got a better version of R.J. Barrett, plus other guys could step up. We've already seen Dante DiVincenzo. He had basically 40 points on Saturday at 15 the other night. So Deuce McBride, other guys could step up. So they'll get the offense there, and they got an elite wing defender. They're not going to beat elite teams with the uh, defense they had before this. They had to get somebody that could guard, and they have that now. It was a smart trade, and it leads to DeJounte Murray. Maybe okay. Steph Curry, but you know, there's another guy coming. Here's what I would say: another big somebody like that. Here's what I'll say about this. So, on a simplistic level, are the New York Knicks? Do the New York Knicks have a better chance to win a seven-game series today against Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, or Philadelphia? Do they have a better chance to do that today versus? Five days ago. Doesn't mean you will. Better Do chance, you have a yes. better chance? Better chance. Better defender. Longer defender. His wing pass span is seven feet. He's a 37 or 38% three-point shooter. Right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. The answer is yes. Doesn't mean you will. Doesn't no. mean you're the favorite. But did you close the gap ever so slowly on the elite teams that you know are better than you? Well, I mean, the, the answer yeah. is yeah. The, yes. But slowly. The, the bigger, small. The bigger feel, though, is that it's it's – Yes, it's about getting OG and what's he, what he's going to um, present for this team. But it's also, they finally did something. They've been talking about these draft picks for years, it feels like. And what are you going to do with them? Now, they still held on to them. Right, they didn't even them. move them. Right, they didn't even move them. But it, it, at least they did something, right? Well, it, it, there's been a lot of talk and not a lot of doing. And this kind of, I think, is an indication that they're ready to start doing things. Well, I think they were ready to say, look... We've evaluated R.J. Barrett, and this is it. 
Mm-hmm. We are acquiring a player that we kind of hoped R.J. Barrett would be two years ago, and he's never turned into that player, so let's trade out on him. Yeah. And also, we've decided we're not re-signing Emmanuel quickly. Like, when they didn't extend him well, prior no, he, to the deadline, they well, made that decision that they were never going to extend him. Right, well, he rejected it, right? He, they sent, they they offered him. He they didn't, didn't offer him enough, though. Of course, I mean, he, he rejected to, it. They both rejected he, it in he, a way. He wants starter money. Yeah. He wants to be that guy. And, and he'll get it somewhere else. Of course he yeah. will. He's going to get it from Toronto. He's going to get it from Toronto. And the other thing we haven't brought up is the cap relief they're going to get from the RJ contract. That, that's off the books now, so they'll have money to spend. 100%, but here's the negative. Now, i got to be honest with you. I've given you nice little uh, compliments. You're a better mm-hmm. basketball team. You're a more balanced team. You're a better defensive team. Here's the negative. You're always looking at the next step. You're always looking at the star. You even brought it up. Your ability to trade for the star was hurt by this trade. It's true. Right. Because you need pieces, players to send back to a team. They like have Cleveland. an expiring contract in Fournier, still a piece no, no, and no, first no. round picks. Of course, you got filler. I didn't say you lost your filler, but you lost good pieces mm-hmm. to send away. Right. Your chances, and I'm not saying they're pursuing Donovan Mitchell because it certainly sounds like they're not. Probably some concern about kind of the height of that backcourt if they paired Donovan and Jalen together. Mm-hmm. But your ability to trade for Donovan Mitchell went backwards. Yeah. Well, That's I don't okay. Love that. We saw that in Cleveland last year. That you don't want him. The height of the backcourt. Yeah. You don't want him. No. Okay. It's just, then don't be upset about it because right. it, it hurt their ability if you're gonna go get to a make that player, bigger trade. Go get the guy who you speculated a month ago. Oh, Steph. 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 Yeah. Right. If you're going to get a small player, get somebody who's truly changing. The problem is they're playing too well. Yeah, you're right. They got better as soon as you said that. Uh, right? kind of screwed me on that one. <laughs> so I do think that the negative is long-term. If you're thinking is, okay, what's next? Fine. We got the wing defender we needed. Great. What's next? If your what's next thought mm-hmm. is really kind of into, if that's your focus, doesn't mean you can't trade for DeJounte Murray. Not that I think the Hawks are trading him. How about Laurie but Markkinen? But your chances. Uh, Laurie Markkinen. That's who you, wait a yeah. second, that's what you're building up all your assets for? No, I'm just saying, they need a, a big guy in the middle, for sure. They need another guy, another beast down low. Oh, like no, you need a two no. guard. You need a playmaker. You yeah, need a guy it'll probably be Murray, shot. but I'm just giving you another name. And I still think they have other assets. They have first round picks. They have an expiring contract. I didn't say you don't. You're have right. It lessened a little bit, but they still have the yeah. assets. And I think a lot of Nick fans think, "Oh my God, we're definitely not going to get a superstar now." You gave up a second round pick. IQ could have been a chip, but they still have chips. Look, I think this is one of those trades that could work out very well for both. And you mentioned this earlier, Tiki. Maybe the big negative is that you see the Raptors four times a year because mm-hmm. they're in your division. So right. you're going to watch the development of RJ Barrett in his home country if he develops, which he probably won't. But I'm annual quickly will, especially playing next to Scotty Barnes and some of the talent on that roster. We'll see about Pascal Siakam. But I do think that the Knicks got better, too. And so, you guys made a good trade. Congratulations. There you go. Does that hurt? No, I'm honest. I'm an IBO. I'm an independent basketball observer. You wanted to drink the tears of Nick fans. Yes. yes. And that's a sad, pathetic state to be in as well, a human, just... as a person, as a show host, as a friend of mine. It's sad. Well, you know what? And your little dopey coalition, and I won't out certain people here that are part of that coalition because they control my future, but you know what? At least you're upfront <laughs> about it, and there's other guys around here that I sort of took little pot shots on Twitter about the trade. Oh, no, they could be a six seed instead of a seven seed. They know what I'm talking about. I know what you're doing there with your little coalition. You see what I tweeted, though, after the trade? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I see... No, what did I tweet? No, no, no. I see through it. I said I something it. very, very nice. I see through it. What do you mean you see through it? Because it's condescending. It was it's passive-aggressive. What I tweet, I'll read it to you. Because you know what? Here's the bottom line. What I tweeted is a fact. Okay? Let me find it. I lost it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Between it holds, so important you remember it. Between holds and drops, the Giants blew this game three. Nope, not that. That's not it. The best one-year wonders in Met history, Christmas edition of Rico Bronia. Oh, my nope, God. that's not it. Oh, me retweeting that really cool Twitter account, Odd Sports Jerseys, with a picture of Zach Wilson at Epcot Center on Christmas Eve. That wasn't me. Huh, Mason Crosby make that one? <laughs> <You're funny. laughs> OG Ananobi is what the Knicks hoped R.J. Barrett would be. Mm. There you go. Very nice sentence. Truth. And everybody's happy. <laughs> Go ahead. Potential help in the middle could be coming to the New York Knicks. Really? Five minutes ago, Joel Embiid is listed as Philadelphia Penthouse for $5.5 million right oh, now. Stop, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Looks like a nice penthouse. By the way, the one team. Did the interest rates go down? <laughs> Because if they did, that's just opportunism. That's right. <laughs> I think Billy Joel selling his house, yeah, too. I did, right? I did see that in the New York Post. I'm glad you brought this up. Let me just say this one last thing about the trade. OG's a free agent at the end of the season, and clearly the Knicks will attempt to re-sign him, and they probably will re-sign him. I think Leon Rose's son represents OG Ananobi, mm-hmm. so you've got kind of the agent connection. The one team that and I he thought wanted was to, a, He wanted to come here. OG Ananobi? Yeah. 
right? I think the thought was he wanted a bigger role in an offense. Right. But if it was the Knicks, he'd be willing to not take that bigger role on. Got it. The team I think that is a threat for OG Ananobi in free agency would be the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm. They have cap space. That's a really good ready-made team. He would fit perfectly on that roster. Now, I think you guys will re-sign him. Obviously, if you don't re-sign him, this trade is completely different. Because now we're talking about something completely different. I think you will. I think the Knicks' intent certainly is to re-sign him. But keep an eye on the Philadelphia 76ers as a team that has their cap space and the appealing roster where that could be the team you lose him to. Anyhow, Robbie's in East Brunswick. What's up, Robbie? Hey, listen, guys. You know, I don't know what you guys are smoking. But RJ, listen to me. Don't hang up on me. Mm. Cut me off right away. RJ is averaging 18 points a game. So? Quickly is the second best six man in the NBA. And then you get OJ at 15 points a game. So you traded two for one. You made the Knicks worse than what they were. Well, hold on if a you second. Want to make hold on, hold on, hold on a second. A superstar. Think about that. Don't no. cut me off. No, no, I'm not going to cut that. you off. No, I'm going to respond to you. Points yes. per game is so freaking irrelevant. What's he shooting from three? Are you kidding me? No, it is. points a game. You wouldn't take that from a player. But then you have to tell me the other numbers. The What's he shooting from the field? Points. What's he... How is second he defensively? What guy off the bench? All right, well, I, idiot. I'm cutting you off because you're not letting me respond to your idiotic point. Look at me fighting with non-Nick fans or Nick fans that hate the trade. First of all, when you call up a radio station or you go on Twitter or you text your friend and the only stat you're going to cite is points per game, shut your phone down. Delete your account. Go away. How many points per game does he have? What is this, 1967? <laughs> what are we having a debate in 1973? What does R.J. shoot from corner threes? You want to tell me? What's R.J. shooting from three? You want to tell me? Can R.J. defend anybody one through four? You want to tell me? You want to tell me how much confidence Tom Thibodeau actually had in Emmanuel quickly where he'd play him on any kind of consistent basis? You want to tell me that kind of stuff? Because that's the stuff that matters. You telling me he's averaging 18.2 points per game like it means a damn thing? It doesn't mean anything. So we could have this debate. But let's have the debate with something intelligent, not his points per game. Well, I think if you're going to have the debate, let him play a little while and see how he fits in this system and then have the debate. That's what matters, right? And his, yeah. first, his first outing, he looked perfect. Yeah. Plus, RJ needed the ball. OJ, OG, God, he's got me saying OJ. OJ. OG doesn't need the ball. No, he doesn't. So RJ, he's a better fit with RJ, their two RJ best players. wanted the ball. Exactly. Jalen needs the ball. Julius needs the ball in his right. hand. OG doesn't need the well, ball in his hand. He's a better fit. RJ better and Julius sort of became like this redundant pair that couldn't play well together. So you're building a team that fits. You're not just building a fantasy team. Well, you also need a team that plays defense. Yes. Because at the end of the day, that's what, that's what Tom Thibodeau wants. And if you're not going to give that to him, then you might as well not have him as your head coach. They're committed to him as the head coach. You better give him what he wants. Well, and I'll tell you something else. The New York Knicks' best player is Jalen Brunson. We all agree with that? We're no not doubt. debating this? Not even Their second best player is Julius Randle. Okay? Mm-hmm. Their third best player prior to this trade was R.J. Barrett. Let's just say that. It's close, but yeah. I'm trying to make a point. Just go Okay, go it. ahead. <laughs> I'll agree with you just for agreement's sake. You know what those three guys also have in common? They're the three best players. I'd argue they were the three worst defensive players. <laughs> That's a problem. That's a problem. Your two best offensive players in Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson are not good defensively. So you know what you do when you build a roster around those two guys? And yes, Nick fans, that's what you're doing. And we'll have the Julius debate as time goes on. But you are committed to building around these two awesome offensive players. That's the way they're playing. Awesome offensively. You know what you do when they suck defensively? You put pieces around them that can defend. Hmm. R.J. Barrett can't defend. I thought he could defend. I was clearly wrong. So you're building something that fa- I hate this. I feel dirty. Yeah, you're talking. To, you're, you're like really Nicky right now. I'm being honest. <laughs> just, Did you just call me Nicky? You're very Nicky right now. Because, listen, I know you like don't. You're defending like the Knicks decision here. Because you're fighting with anti-Nick traitors here. It's just unbelievable. Here's why. You don't know this about me. Even though you keep accusing me of being a troll <laughs> and a bad a, guy. A, Evan, you know in your heart it is a subtle troll. Let's, Let's go next. Let's say I am trolling you. Yes. At the end of the day, when I turn this microphone on, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you my honest freaking opinion. Right. Why would I, I agree def- with that? Thank you. But you are also subtly trolling. Uh, fine. Every Nick fan on this radio station, good for them because they're right, has said, hey, I like this trade. So why the hell would I come on and say, yeah, they're probably right if I wanted to be a jerk? <laughs> I'm defending it. And I got these people 
who are ripping apart the trade because they've never seen OG Ananobi play basketball till Monday. And by the way, he fit very well. God, I hate this. Or they just loved R.J. Barrett for whatever reason. <laughs> no, I think there is that emotional attachment I, that we sometimes have to play. Third overall pick. You want to be right. Like, you want your team to be right when they draft guys that high. Right? You want the Giants to be right about Saquon or Daniel Jones. Right? You want teams to to find those guys and do a great job because it trusts you, trust up. It makes us trust them going forward. Yes. Right? And, it, and for the longest time, the Knicks have failed at drafting high. But Tiki, when they have failed at drafting high and it turns into badness, mm-hmm. I understand it. Right. Right now, Jalen Brunson was a free agent. Julius Randle was a free agent. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. Like building not. your team through free agency is not a bad thing. Using two guys you drafted and drafted reasonably well on to turn into a really good player that fits around the pieces that you have, that's a good thing. Like, you drafted well enough that Emmanuel quickly and R.J. Barrett got you back, OG Ananobi. You signed free agents well enough that you added your yeah, two but- best players via free agency. Yes, in a perfect world, we would draft our guys. We'd be the Oklahoma City Thunder, even though they actually didn't draft their best players, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm-hmm. They got them for Paul George. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but, they they, got a ton but, of think, but think about the teams that have won the, the championships. It's always with a drafted star, whether it's the Warriors and Steph and then Giannis and it's just it's I guess the Lakers are, an, are the anomaly, but that was the but pandemic year, right? Exactly, it was the pandemic we year. We don't count that, right? We don't count that one, but still, but think about the teams that have won the champions, but the stud that they drafted. That doesn't mean that's the only right, formula. but it, but it's the one that seemingly works, and so I get it. Like you want to draft that guy, him be your savior, you build around him, and then you win a championship. Hopefully, the Knicks do it a different way. But that's why people are upset about this. Well, let's not talk championship. I mean, gee, I'm, I'm being complimentary. We don't have to I'm go not. that crazy. I'm just talking long-term view. Every, like, I, I think people want to be right. They want their team to be right. I told you that's why we drafted that guy. Right. And look where it's look what it's done for us. I think there's also a fear of drafting someone, sticking with them for five years, and then them watching them somewhere else. And go, and go be successful. Yeah, be the guy that you always hoped right. he would be. Pete's and Seaford. What's up, Pete? Hey, guys, Happy New Year. You know, uh, a quick a Knicks point, and then, Evan, I got a WrestleMania question for you, if you'll indulge me. You're damn right. Um, You're damn right. <laughs> so, so, you know, the Knicks have played one of the toughest schedules. They played the most road games in the league, yes. not just the Eastern Conference, in the league so far. Yes. And the schedule after Philly on Friday or Saturday, I can't remember when they play them, the, the schedule really softens up. And I, I expect there to be another move. I, I don't think that's a controversial opinion. I don't think it's going to be Donovan Mitchell. And it doesn't have to be DeJounte either. You know, there's there's a lot of lower-level guys. Tibbs' favorite, Alec Burks, could be a guy the Knicks could bring back to be that off-the-bench mm-hmm. ball handler. Does Alec Burks make you a, you know, put you in the conversation with the Celtics and the Bucks? No, but it, it certainly pushes you maybe into the conference finals conversation. It makes you better. And one thing we learned about last year is, and this is why I've always said this as a basketball fan, no matter how crappy my team is, get me to the playoffs because crazy stuff can happen. Last year, crazy stuff happened. I mean, you guys, rightfully so, thought you were going to the Eastern Conference Finals after Milwaukee got picked off. So you want to get to the tournament and you want to have the best-built roster you have, even if today it doesn't feel like a championship team because come April and May, crazy crap can happen. So real quick on, on Mania, Evan. So we surprised my son, who's seven years old, uh, on Christmas, and, and uh, my brother and I are, are going to take him to the rest of this in, in Philly this year. Now, now, we haven't actually bought tickets yet. And now with The Rock, you know, basically announcing oh, that done. he's going to be wrestling Roman yeah. at, at Mania, that, that's got to be Sunday night, right, Evan? That's going to be the Sunday night main event? No. <laughs> no, really? I'm going to blow everybody's minds here because all I could think about was The Rock from last night. Because The Rock has pissed off a lot of wrestling fans, Tiki. Let me explain this real quick. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes was trying to finish his story, much like how the Giants right. took uh, Tommy DeVito's story and threw it in the toilet. <laughs> and so the expectation for the last year has been, hey, Cody's going to fight Roman in a rematch. They fought last year at WrestleMania, and Cody's going to beat him. Who was going to win? Cody. Cody. Cody was he was going to end this incredible championship run that Roman has had. Roman became champion in August of 2020. I kid you not. It's one of the longest title reigns ever. And so since the Rocks well, come back. He does reign. Roman. Look at you. Very good. <laughs> There's this assumption, well, Cody's getting bumped. I do not believe Cody's getting bumped. 
If I had to predict right now or give advice to my friend Paul Levesque, what I would tell him is Rock Roman Saturday night main event of WrestleMania night one. Cody Roman Sunday night WrestleMania night two. The Rock loses to Roman on Saturday, and now the Tribal Chief is as strong as ever as he defends his title against Cody Rhodes on Sunday night. And then Cody gets the ultimate win, finishes the story, becomes champion. Mm. That's how I would book it. So, What if if they want Rock to fight Cody? What? Well, that doesn't make sense. Why not? And And he still beats him. Cody wins, and what? Rock loses, because Rock doesn't Rock doesn't need to win. No, he does not need to win. You're right. You're so fixated on this that the biggest point of that call has been missed. What? Him and his brother got the kid, surprised him with WrestleMania, and then admits, what did they get him? Well, they didn't give him the a ticket, yeah. So He's made what a de- did he give him? He made the decision <laughs> to buy it. Like, he made the decision to buy the tickets. Yeah. He hasn't so done that, it yet. So the gift to the kid was... Daddy made a decision with Uncle Whoever. No, 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 no. WrestleMania. Like, what do you unwrap in that scenario? Nah, Sean, you're wrong about that. So, That's funny. if your intent is the to fake take title your... belt, <laughs> it's a dusty finish. <laughs> if your intent is to take your kid to WrestleMania or the Super Bowl, like it doesn't even matter the event. Yeah, you don't have to have bought the tickets already. You're going to buy the tickets. Like, I haven't told my kids I'm taking them to WrestleMania because I'm back and forth on it. But if I did and I said we're going to WrestleMania, I necessarily wouldn't have the tickets right now. I'd be waiting for the weather to be crappy so the prices could come down. I get, but in, in the past, if you've bought something like this that's only like available on the phone, I like I would like unwrap it a little, you know, uh, an open Amazon box with like the piece of paper printed with the receipt. Okay, or give a piece of paper that says WrestleMania ticket, write it on it. I think the thrill is gone at that oh, point. Stop for the it. Let me just give advice to Pete and everybody else in all seriousness. I don't know how the WWE is going to book WrestleMania, but. The same advice I gave Lugie, because Lugie's thinking about going to WrestleMania. Do not buy tickets till five days ahead of time. Definitely. And I'm not talking why, about how... Why is that? A, you'll know when the matches are going to take place. Okay. So if you care that much about which match you're seeing, you'll, they'll tell you. WWE's done a good job over the last few years of saying, hey, this is the main event of night one, this is the main event of night two. But the real reason is WrestleMania is in Philadelphia on April 2nd and 3rd. or 3rd and 4th. Do you know what that means? No. The weather's going to suck. It's at the well, link, dude. It could be great. Oh, okay. That's a risk I'm willing to take. I went to both manias here in Jersey, and the weather was okay, but you got lucky, though. It can be very but cold. But don't you think the prices are going to drop? No. Because I think you Roman and Rock, they're going to go up, and we don't know what they're doing with Punk. They're, they're hot. They're um, on fire. The, the WWE go is red hot. Here's where I disagree. And yeah. I apologize if people listen to my advice and it turns out to be wrong. There's 80,000 people going to two nights of a wrestling event in Philadelphia, a city none of us want to visit anyway. Yes. You don't think the prices just automatically are going to come down from where they are right now? They're crazy right now. To get in price is $190. Yeah, but, but Philly is so central, and it's easy to get to. Right? If you're in New York, it's an hour and 10 minutes. If you're in Baltimore, it's an hour and 20 minutes. Right? It's it's so easy to get to. And so I think it's it's accessible. So if the weather is nice, by the way, you've, you've seen that we have the highest recorded temperatures on record, right? I know it sucks. <laughs> it does suck. There's no yeah. winters, right? But still, I mean... It could it could be bad, but I wouldn't think it's going to be bad in April. I think it's going to be fantastic. Oh, I mean, in April. have you ever had baseball opening day tickets? It's it's a gamble every year. Yeah, it's but, a but, gamble. But this but... is wrestling. This is not like. Well, you're still sitting outside <laughs> in misery. Yeah, one thing I don't Dude, understand. As long as it's not wrestling, as long as it's not raining, does it doesn't matter? Oh, it doesn't wow. matter. And Tiki, you can get that any day of the week. Tiki. Here's what I would never understand, and I've brought this up on the air. If it's a 45 degree game, 45 is perfect. At a baseball game, it stinks and it's horrible. Right. If it's 45 in a football game, it's perfect. It's beautiful. Why? You're sitting outside as a fan in the exact same way. Right. Like, because in baseball, you want to be sitting around in shorts. Okay. In your mind, you see baseball, uh, watching a baseball game in shorts and a t-shirt. Fair enough. And I know that would be your answer. So what kind of weather do you need to sit in to watch grown men wrestle? <laughs> like, I'm serious. It like, almost doesn't matter. <laughs> like, that's, that's my point. It doesn't matter. Isn't that bad for the wrestlers, too? Who cares? They're out there for 12 minutes. But if they're in those tights and underwear, isn't it a major shrinkage Adrenaline. It's 15 minutes. That's it. Yeah. That's a a sock. By the way, my advice would be get tickets for both nights. Make a weekend out of it. I know it's expensive, but if you can, make a night, make a weekend of it. And then sell the other ones. Or you could do that, too. Now, it's up to you, Tiki, Mm because it's Evan and Tiki, okay? Yeah. Do you want to take another WrestleMania call? Yeah, why not? Okay. I'm just making sure. 
I don't want to just splurge this on you because once you open up the gates, the gates open. And by the way, well, it's the last one. So let's get it off the board. It's the last one. And this is not official yet because I haven't told the bosses we're doing this. But Lugie and I have a big announcement. What's, which is? We are going to let you guys leave early, 6 o'clock. Tonight? On January 29th? Sure. Oh. Whatever the Monday is after. January. Whatever that Monday is after Royal Rumble. 6 Rumble. o'clock, you guys are gone. Why? You guys can leave. Louie and I are going to do a whole hour recapping the Royal Rumble. Yeah. You guys want to stay for that? I mean, can't I just, like, listen? Yeah, you can. You want to stay? I mean, why wouldn't I? I was doing you a favor. Right. Oh, you, you enjoy it. I will be on that first train <laughs> out of Penn Station back to Babylon. <laughs> Yeah, so, Lugie, we need to think of a name. So when you think of a name, let uh, the architect know he's going to approve it. We'll go in above Spike with this one, okay? Good idea. Don't the, even isn't tell that Spike. the weekend of the championship games? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what's the <laughs> problem. It's the Saturday night, yeah, and championship games are Sunday. I don't see an issue with it at all. <laughs> you see an issue? It's 6 o'clock. I didn't say 3 o'clock. <laughs> all right, Tony in Deer Park. What's up, Tony? Hey, Happy New Year, fellas. What's up, Tony? So, listen, I just think this is how it's going down, Evan. Yes. I think it's going to go down. The end of the bloodline is this WrestleMania. He loses the belt the first night to Cody. He doesn't need the belt to fight The Rock. It's the head of the table. So I believe he loses that, too, to The Rock on the second night. Oh, really? That's, that's I, by, my... the way, by the way, Tony, I have no problem hmm. with the order of it. I just know that everyone needs to be happy, and that means Roman needs to do double work at WrestleMania. He needs to fight Cody one night. He needs to fight The Rock the other night, period. Now, you want to have the order the way you want the order. I have my opinions, but it's not the end of the world. What's the end of the world is not doing Rock Roman at WrestleMania and instead sticking it in Australia at something called the Elimination Chamber. And the other thing that shouldn't happen is Cody should end the story at WrestleMania. So make both things happen. The problem with The Rock, The Rock can't win. It almost feels like he, because he's not committing his life to being on the WWE tour going forward. He'll he'll be doing every, I don't know, six months. Like, not not even. This is exactly. It. This is I think great. this is it. So he's got to lose. He's got to lose also because, and I, I, I hate to tell you something that a lot of the audience isn't going to agree with, and we're not taking any calls on this. Uh-huh. We're just going to let this stand. As much as I respect The Rock, he ain't Roman Reigns. Mm. And he's just not. Roman's better. He's a better all-time professional wrestler. He's I'm not sorry. a potential president either, though. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Roman Reigns ain't running for president. And by the way, <laughs> speaking of which, one last thing on this. The Rock had a show called Young Rock. Really good show. And it's about him running for president and then telling the story of his life. Okay? And I've always said art imitates life. Mm-hmm. In one of the episodes a few years ago, his cousin, a young Roman Reigns, wanted to fight Dewey, as he called him, and said, we got to fight Dewey. And he looks at him and says, we can't fight now. The only time we could ever fight is WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) Art imitates life, that's for sure. Real quick, Ernie's in Woodridge. What's up, Ernie? Hey, Tiki and Evan. Um, I have a comment on that Cowboy game the other night. Before I get to that, Evan, do you... um did you uh, ever remember um, WCW from oh, way yeah. back? Or that oh, might yeah. be before you. No, I'm not that young. Yeah, NWO, no. the war, the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, I loved it. Yes. My brother was my, well, my brother's crowbar. Your brother's remember, he, crowbar? Uh, he won, <laughs> yeah, That's he crazy. won that tag team championship with David Flair. Yeah, I remember that. They I had Daphne. Them. Yeah, I didn't like those guys. <laughs> no, no, that's great. That's so cool. Thought he was a clown. Yeah, he won that. He won, you know, they got him over at that gas station, uh, David Flair and Daphne, and then yeah. it all really took off from there. Yeah, I do so, remember yeah. that. That's very cool, man. Yeah, when I heard you guys talking about that and uh, and this playing that game, I figured I'd give you guys a call. Crowbar. But my, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my brother. But but anyway, besides that, that playing the Dallas game, yeah. Tiki, um, what what people aren't uh, also remember? I I know there was probably a messed up play, but even if that thing counted. There was twenty. There still was going to be twenty-seven seconds, I believe, and all their timeout. Right. And they have a guy who could kick from really seventy yards. Right. This guy. So it isn't like Brandon he Aubrey. Was, yeah. yeah, and he doesn't miss. So you know, it's. What? Did you think the game was over then? Because you know it's funny. I was listening on the radio, and I think this is a part of why I didn't think that way. You don't have the timeouts in front of you. You don't have the clock in front of you. And my brain told me after the two-point conversion was successful, this game's over well, to the point where I was flipping it off. So here's what you do. So when that happens, I, I'm a proponent, but no team ever does this. If this happens where you go ahead with, I don't know, 20-something seconds left, don't regularly – most teams just kick off. Right. Like, say, they boom a kickoff. So it's either out of the back of the end zone – 
or they lift it up and the team calls for a fair catch, right? And you get a fair catch, you get the ball in the 25-yard line. And from there, you have 40 yards, right? It, it takes seven, eight seconds to run a play, right? If you can get 40 yards, not even, it's probably less than that for, for Aubrey, you can get 35 yards and three plays and 22 seconds, you, you put yourself in field goal position. So what I would do is squib it, right? Squib kick it so that someone has to pick it up and run with it. You still get better field position. It doesn't. I, I hear you, but it runs off at least seven or eight seconds, but, but right? And so, and so there's just different philosophies on what you do it, but you, you have to find a way to get that kickoff to hit down and bounds right. so that they have to field it, and then someone in their mind is just going to re- think about returning it. It's, it's 10 seconds. So... Right, you're the game was not over. You're right. He was he was correct mm-hmm. because the Cowboys, especially with the receiving core, could have easily moved. I don't know, 20, 35 yards in three plays. You've called a lot of games this year, so tell me if you've noticed this. For me, as a fan, this was the first time I noticed something mm-hmm. in the Giant Ram game that I had not seen yet this season. The Los Angeles Rams on every kick return. So the Giants are kicking it to them. Yeah. They are receiving on every single kick return. Fair caught it yeah. to get the ball at the 25-yard line right. every single time. I saw that last weekend. Who did it last weekend? So last weekend we had the – where was I last weekend? <laughs> the Titans-Seahawks was the week. No, no, not that one. The one the, – yeah, no, yes, the Titans-Seahawks. They fair caught it every time. They, which team? Seattle? Seattle. And it's, okay. it's weird, but I get it. No, I, I completely agree with them to the point where why mess around? Right. <laughs> I mean, if if my special teams are lousy, right. like why screw around? Right. But so if it doesn't go, if it's not going out the back of the end zone, because a lot of times they try to get you to return it. Yeah. Because they kick it high. It lands on the, I don't know, the two-yard line. Instinctually, you're going to want to return it. But when you kick it that high, the coverage team is down there, so you they you know you know getting tackled on the sixteen yard. You line. also avoid disaster. You you avoid disaster. Yeah. And so you fair catch it. It's automatically on the twenty five. Okay. So a few teams are doing it. That was the first time I noticed right. it this no, weekend. I've seen it just the last three or four weeks. And in fact, you might start seeing it more just because guys are beat up. Like teams are beat up. Yeah. And so they don't want to risk a high contact injury on that play because now you have guys that you need to actually play on. Offense or defense? Yep. On special team. No doubt. More of your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. Hello, uh, SNY. Good to see you. It's been about a week and a half. (laughs) Um, There is something concerning about the New York Jets over the last few weeks that jumps out at me more than anything else. We'll address it coming up, plus more of your phone calls. And the lesson that Steve Cohen better have learned from this offseason as it continues to unfold. We'll address it coming up around 5 o'clock. Evan and Tiki on the fan. The beard and hair that I have grown out over the last month and a half, I'm doing so out of loyalty to the great Pete Alonzo. I will not cut my hair. I will not shave until Pete is extended by the New York Mets. And here we sit on January 2nd. I think this is the longest I've ever had a beard. And Tiki Barber says I look very sexy. I like it. Thank you. Me and your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the problem. And we're not there yet, but we're getting closer. I'm a man of my word. So when I say, hey, I'm going to grow this beard out till Pete signs, or I'm going to grow my hair out till Pete signs, I want to stand by that. If I ever wanted out, I would have to negotiate. Yes. I would have to come to Tiki Barber, Sean Morash, Tommy Lugauer, and say, look, what do I need to do to get out? What do I need to do to shave the beard? The hair growing, I'm okay with. But I can feel it happening over the next week or so, even though I've gotten a lot of great friendly advice, including one from YesUV who writes, Evan, some beard advice. As it grows in, you'll want to blow dry your beard after showers. If you don't, the moisturizer will dry out your face and make it itchy slash annoying. Blow dry your beard. Blow dry my beard. That's interesting. This is stuff I would never know. I would never have thought of that. But I can see myself in a week or two, or maybe a day or two, coming to the bargaining table the way Leon Rose did with a the Toronto Raptors. You're already quitting? I don't, I, I'm not quitting. You're quitting I, a, a two days into the new year? I'm not quitting. What is I'm, wrong with you? I'm not quitting. I thought you were stronger than that. I thought you had more solidarity with Pete Alonzo. <laughs> Pete the Great than that. Evan, I was merely going to. I'm gonna, so disappointed. I, I was going to leave the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll stay and listen to a wrestling hour. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. 
I'm not quitting it. I was merely asking you guys, mm-hmm. hey, maybe at some point I'm going to wonder oh, what you, you do want, I have to do uh, to get out of no, it. You want the this, this stipulations for yeah, this because negotiation. I'm a man of my word. Like, if you guys don't agree to anything and I don't agree to it, I won't cut my beard. Like, until. So you guys have all the power. Like, yeah, I can see. Do. I could see Lugie being that veto bastard, I was going to call it a different word, <laughs> in which Sean and Tiki agree to something. I agree to it. I'm like, oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then Lugie's like, veto. Like, I can see that. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. You all have veto power. So I'm just putting this in your head. I'm putting this in the audience's head. There is going to come a day very soon in which I'm going to ask, what do I have to do to get out okay, of this? Okay, so what? hold on. Let's, let's, let's negotiate these rules. You're out of this, Evan. Me, Lugie, and uh, <laughs> okay, and Sean here for a second. All right, so it's... It's democracy, right? Right, and this is only the beard, by the way. Right, yeah. This is the this is the beard. Mm-hmm. The hair's got to stay. Yeah. So it's democracy. So we're all three have a vote, and we all vote. Are you explaining democracy to me and Luke? I'm, here? <laughs> I'm just I'm just making sure that this is like yes, what, what we're course. agreeing to. Of course. But each of us has veto power. Like yeah. it's so egregiously bad, and we don't want it. we have veto power. Those are the rules. Yeah, those Good. are the rules. All right, yeah. perfect. Yeah. We're all set. That was it. That's that all was you it. need to know. That was all set. And by the way, we ain't there yet, pal. We're the first day back in the new year. You're going to have to itch a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's funny is that you even said to me, Sean said, you look good. You do. Like, I'm getting compliments. You do. I, listen, I got to be honest with you. If, you know, I, if things had changed in my life, maybe I'd be ruffling my fingers through your beard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lugie, can you ask SNY if they could do a fan choice poll? Quote, does Evan look good with the beard? And then I, I could find out if the viewing audience agrees. Love it. Right. I will. Whenever they're ready. To By the way, I, I don't understand. What You're not confident they're going to sign Alonzo? If they strike out, isn't that the whole thing? Make the fan base happy, sign Alonzo? Well, I want them to sign Pete Alonzo. What's well, your point? My point is, shouldn't you feel more confident now that the Mets haven't signed anybody that they are going to get a deal done with Alonzo? That's a great question. That's a great question. You want me to answer that question? Right. Well, I asked it, so yes. <laughs> I think that the chances of re-signing Pete today are slightly better than what they were two weeks ago Hmm. prior to missing out on Yamamoto. And as I pointed out at the beginning of this offseason, and I stand by what I said live with you and certainly on the Rico, I warned my fellow Met fan of something, and I think we're seeing it happen. And that was, I think they'll pursue Yamamoto. I think they'll pursue Otani. Now, we could debate how much they pursued Otani, but I thought that those two guys, they would go heavy after. But if they missed out on them... I don't think the Mets are just going to settle and throw money at somebody. But is is signing Pete Alonso settling and throwing money? No. For me? Yeah. For me, no. Because I think that's the smart thing to do. But it, I think it makes sense to have him locked up long-term as opposed to going into next offseason, needing to sign multiple starting pitchers, which you're still going to have to do, yep. pursue Juan Soto, which I want them to do, and oh, by the way, re-sign your best player. So you'd rather have Juan Soto than Pete Alonso. I didn't say that's, that. That's what, I, that's what I'm hearing, no, no, I even though that's not what you're saying. I but it's what I, it's what I hear. It's it, the uh, You want the option of doing both, one or both. No, I want Pete signed so that next offseason, I'm just pursuing Soto and pitchers and not worrying about also simultaneously re-signing Pete Alonso. Like, if you don't re-sign Pete okay. now, you are putting yourself in position to have an offseason in which you spend more than the billion dollars the Dodgers spent. I'm not kidding. You'd have to spend $500 million on Juan Soto, $200 million on Pete Alonso, and then multiple aces, which is what I think they're going to need. Mm-hmm. That's another a buck ninety to two hundred for both guys right. over a billion dollars. Yeah, it's a it's a lot. So you're saying do Pete now? Yes, because it gives you the freedom of not having to chase now two free agents that you need, unless you just want to walk. You let Pete Alonso walk or trade him at some point, right? Because I think that's the reality. We heard this what a year ago, maybe two years ago, that Pete was potentially being put on the block. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really going to get traded, but they wanted to gauge the interest to see what value he had. Yeah, And so at some point, if it's getting close to nothing getting done because of his new agency and everything else, why would the Mets not trade him? Because they want to resign him. I know they do, but what if they if they know that they're going to end up spending that much money? Because it's what you're saying is daunting. Yeah. Right? It's it's 200 plus million for Pete. It's what, 500 million for Soto. You, you, when you let Verlander walk, you knew you had to get new aces, right? And so there's a lot of money that's going to go out n- next year for sure. Yeah, You don't want to add Pete Alonso to that. Well, that's why that I think there's a value in getting Pete done now. 
Because but getting him done now only works if he's if it's somewhat of a discount. You I, know what I mean? No, no, it doesn't have to be a discount. It has to be fair. Like I agree, if Scott Boris is insisting on three hundred million dollars, they're not going to get anything done. I agree with that. If they're willing to meet somewhere in the low twos, which I think is a reasonable contract, they can get something done. It's a two way street. If that's your point, yes. Yeah. You can't just say I want him resign, get it done. But here's the really important thing based on what happened so far this offseason with the Mets. And obviously, we signed off the air a week and a half ago, went on vacation, and Yamamoto signed a few hours later. Mm -hmm. I was driving through the state of North Carolina when I got the news of Yashinobu Yamamoto signing with the L.A. Dodgers. And I've had a week and a half to think about this, and I want to make this very, very clear, because this is not just about Yamamoto. This is about Steve Cohen, and this is about the future. What I told you that Thursday was the dead truth. I said, the only way you're going to get this guy, and I was specific, was 12 years, $400 million. Mm -hmm. And you said, that's crazy. That's an overpay. And I said, you're right. Mm -hmm. But if you want to sign him and not have him go to the Dodgers or the Yankees, that's what it's going to take. So what the Mets did, and I'm not ripping Steve Cohen for it. Steve made a very good offer. In fact, he made the highest offer, 12 years, 325. But he made a mistake. That highest offer was matchable. Yeah. If the L.A. Dodgers or the Yankees matched that offer, he wasn't coming to the Mets. The Mets needed to blow him away. When they chose not to blow him away, sure, they made a great offer. It was never going to be enough. This is the lesson Steve Cohen needs to learn. When Juan Soto is a free agent and Yankee fans, do not take this personal. It has nothing to do with him being a Yankee. He's a great player who's a free agent. This has nothing to do with trolling you, has nothing to do with anything other than we were promised a billionaire owner who is going to set the league on fire. That hasn't happened. Instead, the billionaire ownership group in Los Angeles set the world on is fire. setting the world on fire. That doesn't mean Steve's cheap. It doesn't mean Steve isn't spending. It means what we envisioned hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. There's no debating that. It hasn't. And the only way it can happen is you can't be the highest bidder for Yamamoto. You can't be the highest bidder for Juan Soto. You need to be clearly the highest bidder. You leave, to borrow a phrase, leave no doubt. If you leave doubt, Right now, this time in history, you ain't getting guys. You have to leave no doubt. If the, so if, I want Steve to learn from this. If he had gone, you to, can't match the Yankees on Soto. Right. You need to destroy the Yankees on Soto. To, well, the Yankees are different. The Yankees aren't going to match like the Dodgers matched. I don't know. But if the if the if Steve Cohen had gone to three fifty, mm -hmm. Dodgers matching. I don't know. You needed to do that though, Teak. Otherwise, you weren't getting them. This is what I said for three weeks. You needed to leave no doubt the Mets left out. See, I That's think the I think he wanted to go to LA the whole time. What if the Mets offered four hundred and the Dodgers said we'll only go to three thirty? Where does he end up? I still think he ends up in Los Angeles. Then make him do that. That, that story about him being in Los Angeles with uh with Otani, mm -hmm. even though I don't think it was true, that he was going to the Rams game. And I don't know if he actually went or not, but whatever. He didn't know Otani just did. Right. So but the fact that that story was real told me that he was in LA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.